everybody safe, but don't see this as a way not to talk to people. Still say hi to your friends, but just keep a good, safe distance. Yeah. yeah, and this is a great opportunity to just be creative and connecting with people. Um, we can't see people, a lot of people, in large gatherings, but we still have uh, technology that allows us to do some pretty amazing things nowadays. So you can pick up the phone and call, uh, you can do Facebook Messenger, you can do all types of things. So we, we even had our group online, um, and it was awesome. So we were still able to connect and just share um, how we're doing. So now is a great time to do that. So and then also I just want to uh, remind you guys to let's not forget about our elderly uh, people that we have in our local church and even in our community. So definitely check on your neighbors because you never know what they may be in need of. So now is a great time to serve them and also people with kids. Uh, let's just make sure that they have everything they need because most of us have everything we need and more. So let's not forget about the ones that are left. Um, on Wednesday night, uh, it's going to be at um, 7.30. There we go, right here on the screen. 7.30 on Wednesday nights, we're going to have our prayer and devotion service. So please tune in with us. Uh, you can share your prayer requests, and we will be praying for you all. And also, uh, Tuesday at noon, uh, Miss Amanda is going to be doing something for the kids. So we'll actually be sending out more information on that. So stay tuned for that, and if you have any uh, questions, you'll be able to direct them to Miss Amanda or Pastor Matthew. So yeah, I think that's it for announcements. Um, Mr. Scott, <laughs> all right, Mr. Scott will be coming in to give us an update. Good morning, Plaza Church. Praise God for this day. Um, I hope this message brings you all encouragement and hope uh, during this difficult time. Uh, my beautiful wife, Alexia, has found, I think, an amazing piece of wisdom that I'd like to read from you, uh, read for you and for us here from the good book. Uh, Psalms 91, 1-4. The protection of the Most High, the one who lives under the protection of the Most High, dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He himself will rescue you from the bird trap, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. Um. I'd like to announce that we are working on some things with the worship team to bring you next week. Really excited about that. Um, so we want you to tune in with us for that next week. Um, we've got Lydia Mackey, who's written a cool song for us during this time of difficulty, which is awesome. I'm excited to hear it. It's, it's a great, uh, great, great song. Let's center our hearts with the Lord as we listen to her praise. God bless. Hi. Okay. So, um, with being quarantined and stuck in my house, I had a lot of free time, and I felt really inspired by the verse Isaiah 26.3, um, which says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusted you. And so, um, I don't know. I've I would say love music, and so I heard this solid verse, and it really inspired me, and just, um, I wrote a song this week, um, just, it's kind of a reminder to trust in God in this time, I'm really nervous, because I've never shared this with anybody, but, um, but it's just something I wrote, so I'm going to read the chorus, and it says, so we sing, our rock, our one salvation, our true, firm foundation, perfect peace, mighty king, you are all, all we need. So we seek your comforting, you bring us hope in urgency, so we trust and will not faint, you are all we need. Um, and so, I'm going to sing the chorus, so that you can hear it, and then I will continue the song. So, um... If you want to sing along, I don't know. I really don't know what I'm doing at this moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> People are talking to me behind the camera. So I'm going to sing the chorus. Okay. 
Some people said they would sing. I see it in the comments. Oh yay! Please, I'm really nervous. Well, this is great. <laughs> this is great. This is great for me. This is great. Okay, so here we go. see everybody. I don't know if you guys can see me. I'm going to move over a little bit. Actually, Donnie, if you could help me zoom out. Uh, for some reason, it wouldn't let me zoom out. Thank you, Lydia. And um, welcome to Church Online. Um, this is uh, interesting and exciting times. And uh, if you have a Bible there at, at your house, um, if you're watching on your phone, it's obviously going to be kind of difficult to um, look at the Bible on your phone and uh, watch online, but you might want to grab a paper Bible. It's Colossians, actually Galatians 2.20, excuse me, Galatians 2.20. And um, so I want to say this as we're trying to get a few things here. Appreciate your patience. We had it turned the wrong way before, and um, and now we're ready to uh, jump in the right way. But I just want to say a couple of things. First of all, let's do me a favor, right? Let's have some fun with this. Uh, I appreciate the comments and people uh, sharing some things. And um Take a selfie right now. I want to see you um, watching church in your living room because we're doing church now at home. 
and um, show me your your uh, Bigfoot slippers. Show me your bunny ear slippers. Show me you and your cat or your dog cuddled up, right, watching church online. I, I, I want to see that posted on Facebook, on your Instagram, wherever else you're at. Uh, that will brighten my day. Tag me in it. Tag the church in it. That would be awesome. And uh, listen, because there's enough junk out there discouraging people, right? And uh, we need more puppies and cat pictures uh, snuggled up on the uh, couch there watching church online. And so uh, do that. A couple of things as we get started. Church, I just want to let you know what our focus is during these days and times. Um, number one is we are, we are focused on caring for our church family. Um, and so that's important to us. This is a family. It's not like a family. The Bible says the church is a family. And so if you have a need, please contact us. You can message us on Facebook. You can hit us on our webpage. You can um, call us at the office. Uh, the church is still moving forward. We are not stopped by the coronavirus. It looks different, as you see. Uh, and as our awesome co-hosts, Donnie and Lydia, reminded us um, earlier, uh, keep your social distance, wash your hands, all that sort of stuff. But um, also, on our webpage, you can sign up for the weekly emails. That's where we're communicating things at, uh, mostly there. And so if you're not on that weekly email list that goes out every Wednesday, um, please join up for that and just communicate with us. Let us know if you need some help. And then our second focus is reaching our community. Uh, that's where we're focused at and, and what God has always called us to do. That's the mission. We talk about it every Sunday. Gospel, that's love God with all your heart soul, mind, and strength. Groups that love your neighbor as yourself and loving our neighbors again looks differently. Sometimes we're loving our neighbors by staying in. Amen. And um, and we're loving our neighbors by, by not um, spreading any kind of disease or germs by flattening the curve. And, and so we can love our neighbors by phone calls. I talked to one lady this week and she has uh, some serious breathing issues. And, uh, and so she's staying in. But man, she has been on the phone. In fact, I just want to give her a shout out. She called me not because she needed things. She wanted to check on me. And that's that's what being the church is all about. And so, man, I was so encouraged to receive that phone call from her. Um, and so get on the phone. Pray for people. We, we are still moving forward. So we're going to be reaching our community. Pray for us. The, the elders met yesterday for about three hours on the phone. Um, and let me tell you, my ear was hurting. Um, not because of those guys, because I was wearing my headphones. And uh, uh, it was giving me uh, some trouble after three years. But... Um, and so we might be practicing social distance, but we're not practicing spiritual distancing. Amen. So we're, we're going to continue. Read your Bible, uh, pray, reach out to people, reach out to your neighbors. Um, and, you know, we might be quarantined a little bit, but the gospel is not quarantined. Uh, all throughout the pages of the Bible, we see, right, we, we see uh, Paul and Silas getting in prison. We see Peter getting put in prison. We see uh, all kinds of things happening. And, uh, and yet the gospel continues to spread. And so the gospel is unchanged. And so um, I just want to remind us that we are about the mission. And so pray for us and continue to be about that. Again, the mission has always been in our neighborhood, in our community. I remember when I first became the pastor, the first series we did uh, was called The Church. And it was just this reminder about what church really is. That it's not a building. Church is the people. And, uh, and I just thank God for the way I hear stories of you guys blessing your neighbors and uh, and just encouraging them. It's it's so uh, beautiful, really. And I want to thank you guys who are continuing to fund the mission. Uh, this year has been an awesome year as church as far as our, our generosity so that we could continue to, to fund the gospel mission. We're also, we have partners. We work with the Union Mission um, and Hope Haven Children's Home. We partner with them. And, and so a percentage of all that we receive here goes to them. And so um, we have been ahead of budget this year, which has been awesome. But I just want to remind you, church, uh, and thank you. Continue to give. I know when we're not here regularly, uh, sometimes that can be something we forget about. But uh, I've just been encouraged, really, uh, by the folks who have continued to give. So you can give online. Um, you can mail in your check. And uh, and that allows the mission to keep going. There's also, I think, uh, there we go. Thank you. That was up there. There's also the Easy Tide app. Uh, some of you already have that. Um, Easy Tide. Just type that in your app store or on our webpage, plasmabaptist.net. Uh, also, this is something we say every week. Uh, there's text uh, to give, and we only a few of you have used that, but now is probably a good time when you can do that. That number is 757-394-8164, and we'll leave that up there for just a few moments. Uh, but I'm going to pray for us as we get ready to dive into God's Word, and uh, if you'll join me in prayer there in your living room or on your phone, uh, snuggled up with your family or your, your cat or your dog or your rabbits or 
uh, whatever else you might have. Uh, gerbils and guinea pigs are welcome too. Your fish, your turtle, whoever else you might have. Um, and again, feel free to take a picture. Um, so let's pray and then we will jump in. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for technology that we can be gathered online as the body. And we just ask, God, that you be glorified through our, our time together. Lord, we pray for needs. God, I know there are many needs, God. There are people uh, who have lost jobs. There are people who are concerned about the health of loved ones. Uh, God, there are people who are going stir-crazy in their homes. Lord, there's fear and there's anxiety. Uh, God, there is worry. Lord, our, our nation is needing your presence and your healing. Father, our world is needing that. And Father, it has always needed that. It is just now clearly obvious to all of us, Lord, how feeble and small we are and, and how uh, in, in great need of you we are. And so, God, we pray for our nation, God. You guide our leaders. So we pray for those who are sick and, and suffering and those who have lost loved ones already from this disease. And, uh, and we pray, God, that you would bring comfort and speak to every heart. And, Lord, for, for our local community here, God, we pray that you would lead us. And God, that you would guide us. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you in the midst of the storms. God, we can trust you. And as, as that song we just were reminded of, Lord, uh, though the mountains may fall into the heart of the sea, God, we will not be moved because, Lord, you are in control. So, God, we thank you. We praise you, Lord, for who you are. God, bless our time together in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I want to read to you this verse from Galatians 2.20. Just one verse. And it um, goes a little something like this. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And isn't that an awesome verse? You can give me a high five there in the comments um, and just be encouraged by that. As I was thinking about the message this week and this verse, uh, I was thinking about a story I read about a grocery cart. We're all thinking about grocery carts now. And I don't know if you guys can see this too well. You might be able to see it a little bit. I have a grocery cart here with me. And um, uh, I brought it. I got a picture here just in case you can't see it. Uh, but I've been thinking about grocery carts. I'm actually going to grab um, a swig of water. And... Um, <coughs> so, um, grocery carts. Now, I, we're all thinking about grocery carts in new ways now because I just want to confess to you, I'm not a germaphobe, um, but I'm, I'm learning now to, to do this because I was never one who wiped down the grocery cart. I just lived on the edge of, of life and, and lived dangerously, uh, but now I'm thinking about that. But um, uh, one thing I've learned about grocery carts and kids, as I read this guy's story, he was kind of complaining uh, about when he was a kid, uh, that that he wanted to drive the grocery cart, right? Uh, you know, when you start off as a little kid nowadays, for my kids, they got these little things in the front, and uh, and the kids get to drive, and they pretend like they're driving, they have all that stuff, and every now and then they reach their hands out and grab stuff you don't want in the cart. Uh, does that ever happen uh, with your kids? Um, and uh, so they're down there. But, but a day comes when they're too big to sit in that little kid's seat anymore. Or maybe like when I was growing up, my mom had, my mom had me right here. And this thing, I'm sure. And, uh, and and one day you get too big for that. And so what do you have to do? You have to get out and you have to walk alongside the cart. But I know I had this and the guy who wrote this story um, had this. You you don't want to just walk. You want to grip the controls of this bad boy. I may have to pull it up a little higher so y'all can see it. This is my workout for today. You want to grip the controls of this bad boy and you want to drive the cart. That's how it is as a kid. You want to drive that car. It happens with my kids. And um, and uh, you, you, you want to push that thing. It's got this little plastic handle on it. It feels like it can turn. Some some of them are a little loose and they can't turn. And you're ready to go. And, uh, and then it's got a little foot thing on here. And you get to put your foot on it and do a little kickstand. And then you get to coast uh, down the aisles. That's just a kid's dream. At least it was mine. And I may just confess to you, I still do that from time to time. Uh, I love coasting on the grocery cart. But this guy was all upset because he he um he got out of there and he said, Mom, can I drive the grocery cart? And his mom said, No, not now, honey. Um and, and he would keep asking, Mom, how about now? Can I drive the grocery cart? And uh, she would say, No, not now. And then, you know, she would get um busy, she would go reach for a box of Cheerios up off the high shelf and she would leave the cart and he would kind of sneak over there and get ready to put his hands on the control. And she would kind of reach over, not mean, 
not not harsh. She would just say, I've got it, honey. It's okay. And um, and so he just began to keep asking his mom. He would say, Mom, when when can I drive the grocery car? And she would say, Honey, when you're older, right? As parents, you ever said that before because you don't want to give them a time. <laughs> and uh, when you're older. And so he would keep asking, Mom, am I old enough now? She would say, No, not yet, honey. When you're older. And then it would come again. She would say, he would say, Mom, can I drive the grocery cart now? And she would say, no, not yet, when you're older. And this went on for what felt like years for this kid. And, and he felt like, he felt like, man, I will get my driver's license before I am able to push the grocery cart in the Walmart. And, uh, and he was a little just upset at his mom for this. And so he kind of gave up hope. And, uh, and one day they were going to the grocery cart, and, and he was not going to ask because he just figured he knew what the answer would be. But, but it, they came in the, the store there. The doors opened, and they were picking out a good grocery cart because you got to pick out a good one. You don't want one with a, a bum wheel on it, right? Um, and, uh, he, and so he said, Mom, am I old enough now? And he kind of expected to hear the same thing. And she said, you know what, honey? You are old enough now. And uh, you, you can drive the grocery cart. You can have control today. I'm going to let you drive the grocery cart. And, and, man, his eyeballs got big. His mouth just dropped. And he was like, ah, yes. And, uh, and he was pumped. His mom just gave him permission to drive the grocery cart. His mind was twirling about all the things he was going to do. He was going to do a little drift around the Tokyo drift around the, the, the aisles there. And, um, and he was so pumped and so excited. His mom had given him uh, a, a verbal promise, a, a verbal, uh, this could be upheld in the court of law. And, um, but no sooner had his excitement and his dreams began to get fulfilled, did something terrible happen. Do you know what happened? Y'all want to type it in the comments and see if, uh, see if we can share it. You know what happened? His mom did this. His mom went from here, yeah, honey, you can drive. And parents, we've done this because my kids yelled at me for doing this. She went right here. And then she took her hand and put it on the side. I don't know if y'all can see that, but she put it right there. Any parents done that? Yes. And uh, Sydney was just yelling at me. Sydney is my nine-year-old. And uh, she was just yelling the other day because I kept doing that and guiding it around. And uh, she was like, Dad, I said I was going to push the cart. And that, that young man um, was so upset. And he was like, my mom lied to me. She said, I could have control. She said, I could push the cart. I could do it. Why would she lie? And then she took back control. Well, I hate that. Don't you hate that? When someone tells you you can have control, maybe it happens at your work or something else. They say, hey, you got this. And then they take back control. Um, you know, you wonder, why would they say that? But here's the thing. We do this to God all the time. I know I do. God, you can have control. God, I give you control. God, I surrender everything. You can have control of my life. And then I get back up here on the front of the car and, and I start trying to guide what God is doing. Have you ever done that before? We don't let go and let God drive. We don't trust him to take direction over our lives. We're afraid to give God total control. God wants to drive. And ironically, right, if you think about this, God is a far better driver than all of us combined. I'm reminded of, of the words in the book of Job, uh, where, where Job is asking God these questions. God, why have you allowed this? Why have you allowed this? And then God, at the end of the book of Job, starts to question Job. And he says, uh, brace yourself like a man, Job. I'm going to ask you some questions. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? God created this amazing planet. God created uh, all the stars, the entire universe, and galaxies upon galaxies that we can't even explore yet as, as humans, and we're going to give him counsel about our lives. And so God is reminding us and inviting us as we talk about this theme of invite. The theme for today is called freedom, and um, it's called freedom. The invite is, is that God is inviting us to experience the freedom of surrender, the freedom of giving up control to him. And so that's an important thing. So point number one, you can uh, write this down. Uh, we're going to be uh, brief as we can today. God is inviting us to give up control. God is inviting us to give back control. Actually, I changed that. My notes were not correct. Um, but to give back control. I don't want to say give up control because we're really not giving it up. Uh, we're gaining something. We're giving back control to God. 
the one who is in control of all things. He's in control of all that's happened already in our world, all that has happened throughout all of human history. And um, according to Romans 8.28, he is working all things, all things together for our good. That doesn't mean all things are good as we see them, but he's going to work all things together for our good. Let's look back at this verse here in Galatians 2.20. So the reminder for us today is to give back control to God. And, and if you haven't done that already, I want to encourage you to do so. Look back with me at the verse there. This is the first part. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. I have been crucified with Christ. See, uh, at church the other week, uh, when we met, it was a few weeks ago now. Uh, this is our second week being aligned. I, I, I wouldn't let anybody touch their neighbor. Nobody had them touch their neighbor and say something to them. We couldn't do that last week unless it was an elbow bump because we were trying to have some good hygiene habits. And, uh, but you can touch your neighbor at home because you already live with those people. And uh, so touch your neighbor and, uh, and tell them, give back control. I want to hear you say that. You guys got to. It'd be cool if we could like have a two-way thing going on here. But um, give back control. Touch your, touch your neighbor. Touch your, your sister. Touch your pet. Tell them give back control. Right? I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. This means surrender. You don't have control over the things. I don't have control. We all have plans. I have plans. You have plans. We were sitting a week ago thinking, this is going to be one plan for the church. This is going to be one thing. I have plans for my kids. My kids were thinking, we're going to do this with our volleyball team. We were all thinking, I've got plans for our marriage. And, and you know, all these plans, kids have plans for school. And, and all of that has changed in the blink of an eye. And the reality is that can happen on any given day. We really don't have control. We need to give it back to God. And so we've got to remind that I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified. That means the old me is, is done away with. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. You know what you could do? Since we're talking about shopping carts, I don't advocate changing the Bible. I'm just helping you to make it practical. You, you can put this up. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. You can put it is no longer I who drive. It is no longer I who drive, right? And um, I'm going to get out of the driver's seat. I'm going to stop trying to tell God what to do and guide him. I, I'm fully surrendering my life to him. God, whatever you have for me, I know that it's good. And, uh, and I know that your plan for me is better than myself. Proverbs 19.21, we'll put it on the screen here. It says this, many are the plans in the mind of a man, right? I got many plans. Many are the plans in the mind of man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand it's his purpose that will stand all throughout history his plan will never be thwarted and so back to our verse there i have been crucified with christ and i no longer live see being a christian means i've been crucified with christ i, I die to myself i die to my desires i quit running my own life i i get rid my, i'm crucified the old me is crucified my anger my selfishness my pain and here's the beautiful part and we all kind of like this we like that our sin gets crucified with Christ. We like that our sins get removed. All of our past, if you're listening today and you're not a believer, this is the glorious truth of the gospel. All of our sins, that if we would turn from them and, and, and trust God, he crucifies all of our sins to Christ. He paid the penalty for our sins. There is so much freedom. So we often say around our church here, we have this little saying, it's not original with me. But we've heard it many times before. It's it's this. Um, in fact, you could repeat it with me at, at your house there. Uh, we, we talk about resigning from being the general manager of the universe. So go ahead. We can have some interactions here. You can raise your right hand and say, I am not. I am not. Nor have I ever been. Nor have I ever been. Nor will I ever be. Nor will I ever be. The general manager of the universe. The general manager of the universe. Therefore, I resign effective today. Therefore, I resign effective today. That's freeing. That's freeing. In fact, see what God has invited us to the title of this message is freedom because he, he has promised us that he is in control of all that happens, even over the great wickedness, even over a disease that is spreading across the globe. And God has promised to turn it for good. And God is the only one that can do that. You see, all the problems really started back in the Garden of Eden where God said, hey, here's how you do life. And Adam and Eve said, no, we think we'll take control. And they grabbed the cart from God 
and they have wrecked the cart in our world, which is why we're in the state we're in today. So I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. I want Christ to live in me. And so I got a picture here. We were at the beach uh, the other day with my kids and um, three little ones there. Don't worry. We're practicing social distancing at the beach. There was like eight people on the beach when I went. Um, I don't know what's going on in Miami. Some people partying, but there was just a handful of us. We stayed away from everybody. Uh, and so don't send me nasty hate mail about that. Uh, we kept our distance. We were just enjoying God's creation. And, um, and man, let me tell you what. Here's what my kids were doing. They were in the water, out of the water. They didn't have no swimsuits. It was freezing cold water. It was a beautiful day, but it was freezing cold water. And they, they would all join hands. They'd put their hands up and go like this. And uh, I know my kids are watching now. They would go like this. They would go, man. They would put their hands up, and then they'd put them down when the water would come, and they'd run from the waves. And they're in a wave here. They'd run to get out of the wave, and they'd run to another one. And we ran down the whole beach, and, and it was freezing. But they were having so much. They were screaming. I thought about showing the video. I did take a video, uh, but I didn't think you guys would be able to hear it as well uh, with, with our uh our little live situation here, but um, man, they were screaming on the top of their lungs, ah, yeah, go, yeah, and you know what I was doing? I was walking behind them, sulking, sulking, on the beach. Why? Because I'm concerned about all these things, because I'm trying to take control, I'm thinking about our church, thinking about my family, uh, I'm thinking about what do we do with this, we're thinking about financial stuff, and these are all real things, these are real things you and I are dealing with. And, um, and these are real weights that we're carrying. But my kids, they were having a different experience on the beach. I'm sulking on the beach because I'm trying to control all these things. My kids know, they, they're not thinking about all this stuff. They're thinking, the beach is awesome. Dad's in control. He's driving. He brought us here. Everything is great because Dad is in control. And God is asking us to trust him as his father and enjoy living in the freedom that he has given us. And so... We give back control so that we gain life and freedom. So, number one, give back control. Number two is this. And we said this last week. We're going to continue to remind us of this. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. Reach over, touch your sister, your brother, your mama, your grandma, your pet, and tell them, walk by faith. Our studio audience here, consisting of a few people, just reached over and, and whispered that to one another. So, I appreciate that. And um, walk by faith. Look at the next part of the verse there. It says this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by what? You get to say it out loud. By faith. I live by faith in the Son of God. The life I live in the flesh, I live by faith. So we have to let go of that shopping cart. But then we're reminded that there is this power that lives within us. Notice what it says. It's Christ who lives in me. Christ who lives in me. And that's so encouraging. We, we have power to do what is needed. We have power to overcome our fears and the anxiety about this stuff. Because Christ, the greatest power, the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, lives inside of you and me. There's power inside of every single believer. Holy Spirit, dynamite power. That is so encouraging. And so, man, what does this mean as a church and as believers? Because the church is the believers. We are not going to stop. We're not going to slow down, as I said earlier. The gospel is going to continue to go forth and spread. And, and, and I believe this. Um, we're going to make an impact, just as great of an impact on our city, if not even more of an impact on our city, than we would if we were meeting in this building. And so, man, there is power in us. We're walking by faith. I'm, I'm trusting that, that God knows what he's doing. Someone says, how do I get more faith? In fact, I think there's a verse, Hebrews 11. Is that next? Is there Hebrews 11? There we go. What is faith? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It's the conviction of things not seen. This is how we live as believers, the assurance or the confidence of things that we hope for. The Bible says, God says in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future. There is hope. Even though the world is, is, is going crazy, even though these are some difficult times, some dark times, there is hope because we know how this story ends. We know that Jesus is going to come back and right every wrong. We know that through all this, God will work for our good. And so there is hope. We're not going to slow down. 
So this is what faith is. It's the assurance of things hoped for. It's the conviction of things not seen. So people are saying, I can't see how this will get better. I can't see how I'll get my job back. I can't see how I'm going to deal with my kids through the rest of this week. Last week was hard having my kids at home. I, I, I can't see uh, having to stay uh, like this. I, I, my, my, my retirement account is gone. I can't see how I'm going to retire. You can't see it. I can't see it. But God has made promises to us, and we trust in those. And even when the storm hits, we know he is going to lead us to the storm, and he won't leave us. So I'm not saying everything's going to work out great according to your plans. What I'm telling you is that God has an infinitely better plan for your life and my life and for this world than we could ever imagine. So some people say, Pastor, how do I get more faith? Because if we're honest, and listen, I'm going to look into the camera and say, if I'm honest, it's a struggle for me too. I'm not acting like these fears. I was sulking on the beach the other day while my kids are having a great time, and I'm ho-hum, worried about all these things. How do I get more faith? Well, what you feed grows. What you feed grows. If you feed your faith, it will grow. But if you feed your fears, that will grow as well. We talked about this on Wednesday night. If you joined us online, uh, you may have even heard the story about there are two wolves sort of living inside of you that are doing battle all the time. In fact, can we go back to the, the Galatians verse? Um, Galatians, just go back one. Let's see. There we go. It's not I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, so I have the flesh in me. That's the old nature. It still uh, likes the old Daniel, the sinful nature. It, it still goes towards uh, sin and rebellion and negativity. Life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. So I can live by flesh, or I can live by faith. I can live by my sinful nature, or I can live by faith. And, and so you may have heard those about two wolves. Live inside the, the flesh, the sinful nature wolf, or the faith wolf. And those wolves are doing battle when temptation comes, when anxiety comes. And if, and if you have two wolves, right, they're going to fight. I'm not advocating dog fighting or anything like that. Okay, don't, don't, don't send me. Um, again, another reason for you to send me uh, nasty emails. But Two wolves fighting inside of you. And imagine if you fed this one wolf steak and he was eating all week long. The one wolf, the flesh wolf, the flesh wolf. And, and you fed him all week long and he was getting strong. But the faith wolf you didn't feed except for one time a week. Man, he would be skinny. He would be gaunt. And when they come to fight, who do you think is going to win? The one you're feeding. And so are you feeding your faith? Are you feeding your faith? Are you feeding your fears? And every time we pick up our phones, I got the notification. Oh, I was looking for my phone. It's recording right now. <laughs> uh, I got the notification this morning. I was talking to my wife about it because uh, my phone gives me my screen time average, you know, uh, for how much time I spent on the screen. It was like, last week, your screen time increased by 49%. Uh, and it was like for an average of this much. And I was like, woo, doggy. Because I was checking the news. I was online. I was doing all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and that was a reminder. And let me just tell you the truth. My screen time uh, didn't increase because I was on the Bible app, folks. Right? My screen time increased because I was, I was feeding fear and, and I was uh, listening to news and all that sort of stuff. So what are you feeding? Romans 10, 17, we'll put this on the screen, says this. Faith, faith, pastor, how do I increase my faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ, through the gospel the scriptures. And so how do you increase your faith? It's right here. Are you reading this daily? Are you reading this more than daily? As uh, Donnie was reminding us earlier during the announcement time is, is, man, we have more time than we've had before. Even if you're laid off from work or you're teleworking, that sort of stuff, you have more time. And a lot of us have been saying, you know, I've been needing to read more. I've been wanting to read this Christian book. I've been wanting to read my Bible. I haven't had the time to do this. And it's like God has given us this time. But you know what I'm doing? I'm kind of squandering it. And um, and God is saying, feed your faith. It's the gospel. Preach it. Repeat his promises to yourself. Get, you, you heard us say this time and time again, meditate on a Bible verse. What is the verse you're clinging to day in and day out? And uh, and so do that every day. We're going to try to help you providing some online content. And so stay tuned uh, for that. And so number one is give back control. Number two, walk by faith. And then thirdly is this. Why do those things? Number three, because he loved me and he died for me. Because he loved me 
and he died for me. Why would you do those things? Because God loves you, and he died for you. Think about this for a moment. As we look back at that verse there, the last part of that verse says this, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I don't know about you, but that reminder that God loves me and he gave his life up for me is this is this huge reminder of of, of how amazing God is. It's this huge reminder of why I live by faith, why I give back control. Because if 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 this person who's controlling my life is is doing it out of a motivation of love, where's the next one? Oh, it's done. Who loved me and gave himself for me. There we go. Who loved me and gave himself for me. If he's doing that out of love, he's going to do what's best for me. When someone is motivated and God is perfect love, when he loves you, everything he does is guided by his love for you. Perfect love. Not selfish love in any way, shape, or form. And then he died for you. To, to prove to prove his love, he died for you, for me. That is incredible that someone would do that for you and I. This is the gospel. And again, if you're not a believer, this is what the gospel is. This is the message, the only message the church has. Jesus Christ died on the cross. He was buried, but then he rose again. He died on behalf of sinners, rebellious sinners, wicked sinners. And, and everything he does, the reason why we would give up control to him is because he died for you and me to have a personal relationship, not with religion, not with just going to church. In fact, this is this is really kind of purifying, I think, some of, uh, of the church because a lot of people that just attend church, but they have not began a personal relationship. They don't follow Jesus in a personal way, and that's what Christianity is about. It's about a relationship, not religion. It's about a relationship, not rules. It's about surrendering your life to Christ, and we want to invite you to do that because... I just want to be honest with you. You know, for the believer, what's even worse, and, and again, do not misunderstand me, uh, this virus is serious. Flatten the curve, practice social distancing, wash your hands, help our, our neighbors, love our neighbors well, help our healthcare system be better prepared for this, all those things. But there's something even worse than the coronavirus. You know what's even worse than that? It's fear and anxiety that is crippling people. Anxiety that is crushing people and causing them to sink into an even deeper depression. That 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 is a virus that is spreading all across our land, and and that is even worse than this. And again, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying the coronavirus is not bad. I'm just saying there's something worse, and there's something even worse than that. There's something worse than that than fear and anxiety. There is the reality of meeting and standing face to face with God and not being prepared. Because your sins haven't been rooted. Meeting God face to face and you don't have a personal relationship with him. See, those who have a personal relationship with God are confident that they would gain entrance into heaven eternal life. Not because of what they have done, but because of what Jesus did. The gospel that he loved me and he gave himself up for me. He took our place so that we could have a relationship back with God. That's how much God loved you. That he sent his son. He traded his son for you, sir. He traded his son for you, ma'am, child. That is incredible love. And so that's what it means to be a Christian. There is something worse. It's called an eternity in hell. And and I think what scares us most about the coronavirus is that it's another reminder that all of us are going to die. You know, any given day, any of us, our time on earth could be done. But the coronavirus is this reminder. There's a new way that this could happen. So we kind of get used to, we get cold to uh, the fact that reality is and life is brief. But this is a reminder that is in front of us 24-7. And so maybe if that's your heart and your heart is afraid of that and you don't know how you would stand on Judgment Day before God, you would need to right now in your living room say, Jesus, I give control up to you. Jesus, I want you to be my boss. I want you to be my Lord. I, I'm sorry for my sins. I turn from them as best I know how. And I said, you forgive me. Help me to have this personal relationship with you. You do that right there in your living room, no matter where you're at. You could be walking and listening to this on the podcast. God knows you. He has been pursuing you and calling you your whole life. And so how could we 
continue to walk through this is because we know that Christ loves us and he died for us. And if you are that person who, who is now coming into a new relationship with Jesus Christ, you've said, I, I want to surrender. I want to give up the, the shopping cart and I, I want to surrender my life to Christ. Send us a message. Let us know. We want to help you to grow. Um, we want to love for, for you to continue to grow in the word and, and know what it means to continue to surrender. Because as believers, we got to continue to surrender every day. We're not going to keep grabbing the cart back from God, although we're all guilty of it. And so thank you for listening. I want us to pray, and then we're going to have uh, we're going to close out our time here. And so I want to ask you to just join us for a word of prayer, if you'll pray with me, please. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for the gospel, the truths, Lord, of the Bible, the reminder that, that Christ loved us and he died for us. He gave himself up for us. God, help us this week not to, to grab control of the cart, God, but to repeat this verse. When we start grabbing control, Lord, when we start fearing and anxiety, Lord, help us to say this. I live by faith. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You might want to repeat that verse in and out throughout this week. He loved me and he gave himself for me. And that's not proof enough that he would die for you. For all that you've done, all of your sins, all of my sins, that's not proof enough that God loves us. I don't know what other proof we need. No greater love as any man of this, that someone would lay down his life for his friends. And we have even been the enemies of God, and he still laid down his life for us. So God, give us grace to walk by faith. Give us grace to give you control. And Lord, to live in that freedom that you have given us. That's the invitation. And as believers, that's the invitation we're reminding others is to give control back and live in the glorious freedom of Christ. Who the Son is set free is free indeed, Father. Bless us this week in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you for listening. I believe Donnie's going to come and close us out. He's got some closing instructions for us uh, and some reminders of some things for this week. So I'm asking to come and uh, appreciate you guys. Hey, please continue to send us your comments, messages, um, all that good stuff. Um, and stay in touch with us online throughout the week. And uh, we're excited for the things to come. So come on up. We're going to use our social distancing. Thank you, brother. So yeah, so just a few closing uh, notes. Thank you, Pastor, for that sermon. If you keep preaching that way, uh, they may ask you to do it online all the time, but I already asked and the answer was no. <laughs> so the church building is still important. We are the body, but the building is still important, guys. Um, so um, just keep on tuning in for, to the online content. So we'll be coming out. Um, I don't know how regularly it'll be coming out, but just stay uh, in tune in your um, in your email in your inbox and check different folders because I had an instance where one of them went to my promotion folder <laughs> instead of my regular inbox. So just check your different folders if you have your uh, inbox set up that way. Uh, and a reminder again, uh, everyone, that Wednesday from at 7:30 we're going to have our prayer and our devotion uh, service. So that way you can tune in, uh, you can put your prayer requests there, and we just still want to continue to gather as a family, uh, as a local church, the best way we can. Uh, again, for the kids, it's going to be um, at noon. It's going to be noon on Tuesdays for the kids. Mr. Amanda is going to be putting something together so that the kids aren't neglected. We know that during this time they're probably in the house going crazy, <laughs> driving you crazy. I know mine are. But well, we still have to love them. We still have to lead them. And uh, Mr. Man and, and team, they're going to put something together uh, for the kids. And just uh, also, we just want to continue to be the church. Uh, the gospel is not quarantined. It's never quarantined. If anything, the gospel cleanses us. The gospel helps to make us whole, to make us new, to make us fresh. And so we just want to um, just to continue to practice social distancing from each other. <laughs> But at the same time, we uh, just want to keep in mind that the gospel is never on hold. God has a purpose and a mission that's still going to be fulfilled through his Holy Spirit's help. And um, then the last thing, if Pastor Mackey doesn't mind, was going to read uh, Psalm 23 for us. And I think this it was a great encouragement to my heart. I've been studying it uh, with my wife. And man, it just encouraged my heart during this time to remember who God is. So uh, Psalm 23, before we close out in prayer, 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you're anything like me, you may get caught up on the peace or death, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You can get hung up there, but the encouragement is, the Lord is our shepherd. We should never fear. He's with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us each day, each moment. So remember, God is saying in this, I got this. He got this all under control. So that's encouragement for you guys today. As we go back into uh, our regular quarantine life, <laughs> as normal as we can do it, just know that the Lord is leading and guiding us. So we'll go ahead and pray uh, and then close out uh, here today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being holy. Your ways are higher than our ways. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And you have everything under control. So help our hearts to rest here this morning. We pray over our local body. We pray over our community, over our nation, over this world, Lord. We know that this virus is spreading fast. But my prayer is that your gospel will spread even faster. That your gospel will reach the ends of the earth that it will cleanse, it will renew, and most importantly, people that do not know who you are will get to know you, and they will trust Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So help us during this time to be the church. Help us to gather as best we know how. You have already set everything out for us. We just have to follow as your leading and guiding. So Lord, as we uh, just take this journey in the next few weeks, Help us to slow down. Help us to not be so busy and worried because we know that it's fear and worry that stifles and cripples us. It's okay to be concerned because it moves us to action. So Lord, let our trust and our hope lie in you. I thank you for everyone that's watching. I pray a special blessing over them and their family. Help us to stay healthy. Help us to help one another. Help us to carry out the one another's father during this time. So we thank you for everything that you've done for us, that you're doing, and everything that you're going to do, Lord. You're good, and we can rejoice in this day that you have made, because you've got this. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone say, Amen. 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 Smile, it's Sunday. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Bye. <laughs> Wait, what time do we want?